We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. And I am so excited to be joined by wide receiver Scotty Miller. Scotty, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Casey. And man, congrats on not only the win, but winning the NFC South. So tell me how it felt to realize that had happened and, and the reaction in the locker room and, and what it seemed to mean to everybody. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a big win for us. Um, I don't think we've won the division in a long time. I don't know if anyone on the team has ever won the division. I don't think so. Um, so everyone was pretty excited. I'm pretty fortunate in my third year to already win the division. Um, so it was, uh, it was awesome. Everyone was having a good time in the locker room. So we had a, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, it was a big, uh, big win for us. Yeah, who, who were you enjoying watching celebrate and, and what were some of the reactions going on after the game? Uh, Donnie, Donnie was having a good time. He's obviously been one of the guys that's been around for a while. All the guys that have been around for a while, Allie, Donnie, um, you know, all, the, all those guys, Cam, that, ha- that haven't got it done, we're, we're all super excited. Um, Griff was, ex- was going crazy in the locker room, so uh, everybody was, uh, was having a great time. That is awesome. And how important was this win, not just from a standings perspective or winning the division, but coming off of that Saints game and then also having so many injuries hit the team, I mean, that was such a tough week for you guys to then get a win like this that was as decisive as it was. What did it feel like that meant to you guys? Yeah, it was big. I think it was kind of a statement win for us. Um, we, we came out, like you said, we had, a, we had a tough game last week against New Orleans at home. We wanted to, we wanted to clinch the division here um, in Tampa, but we had to go on the road and, and show what we could do against a good Carolina team, a really good defense. They've been playing good defense all year, and like we had a lot of guys out, but a lot of guys were able to step up, make some plays, um, and get a big win, and that's going to give us some momentum going into the end of the end of the year here, heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, Carolina, of course, their record isn't great, but you're right. I mean, their defense had been doing some incredible things. I think that they were only allowing 178 yards passing per game coming into the game, and then you guys already had almost that at half. Right. So what was the stuff you guys had seen on film that they had been doing well, and then how were you guys able to, to kind of exploit that? Yeah, I think we, we thought we matched up well against them, even though they have really good players. They got Gilmore, they got, they're really physical um, in the interior. Um, but I think we just, like I said, I think we really liked our matchups, thought we could get some one high uh, safety coverage and then just take advantage of what they give us really. Um, I think that's what we did all game. Tom just did a great job of taking what they give us, um, not trying to do too much. None of, nobody tried to do too much. Uh, we were able to run the ball effectively, um, and then we, just, we were just rolling all night. Yeah, as you guys watched film, since, uh, I mean, we don't know the injury situation yet, but we are playing the Panthers again in a couple weeks. What did you notice about Stephon Gilmore that makes him so talented? Yeah, he's, uh, he's just a playmaker, really. He's always around the ball. He's, he's a savvy veteran, so he's always, you know, knows where to be, knows where the ball is going to be at, um, and does a great job in press coverage and in off coverage. Usually a guy is good at one or the other. He can do both very effectively. He's always going to follow the best receiver. Um, so it always is a hard task every Sunday, but he seems to always do a good job. Um, 
but uh, I thought AB did a really good job. He was guarding AB most of the time yesterday. AB did a really good job um, getting open on him, and uh, I thought we had a good game plan against him. And man, Cyril's 62-yard reception. Tell me what you remember about watching that and and seeing that play. And, and as as the ball's in the air, I have to imagine that's one of those almost slow mo moments as you're yeah. as you're watching it happen. Yeah, absolutely. That was an awesome moment for him. Uh, he's a guy that's just worked so hard the last two and a half years, however long he's been with us, um, and hasn't had a ton of opportunities. But we all know we see him out here every day in practice, balling out, doing his thing, making big plays. So. We knew it was just a matter of time before he was going to get the opportunity on Sunday. Um, we never know who's going to get out the opportunity. He did, and then that play was unbelievable. A little out and up. Got the and one, too. The dude hit him, got the penalty, still made the play. Uh, wish wish he would have ran away from the dude and not got caught. He is one of our fastest guys, so he's kind of letting us down there. Uh, <laughs> but I know he won't let that happen again. Yeah, he said after the game, he's like, I guess I'm not that track star anymore. You know, yeah. I got caught from behind. So, uh, <laughs> I know that that is you You and Cyril are always talked about as, as the fastest guys on the team. So 100-meter dash, which one of you's winning, you think? Yeah, after yesterday, I think I could say I, I, I get that. <laughs> this is a pretty good timing for that question. Yeah. But Cyril could fly. I mean, he ran track at LSU, as everybody knows. Um, but... I, th I think I could take him definitely in the 100 meter. <laughs> I like it. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller. Um, and then Keyshawn Vaughn coming in, same thing. I, I love you know the, these guys getting these huge plays. And first of all, with, with a game where you're missing so many pieces, to have the longest run and the longest reception of the whole year is pretty incredible. So, and, and take me through the, the Keyshawn Vaughn 55-yard touchdown run. What do you remember seeing on that? Yeah, that was awesome. Sneak's another guy that um, – Works hard, works so hard every day, and just doesn't get doesn't get that many opportunities on Sundays just because he has so many good players in front of him with Lenny and Rojo, and Gio and you know whoever else we got. Um, but he's a great player. I mean, he was drafted in the third round last year. Um, was a great player in college, and, and he still got it. Obviously, um, he's always making dudes miss on the practice field. So we knew it was just a matter of time with him as well. That whenever he was going to get his shot, he was going to shine. Um, and that was a great run. The corner was free. Byron had been saying all week, we got to make the corners tackle. And uh, Sneak just ran right through an arm tackle. And then it was history. Cyril, again, made a great block for him down the field. Um, it was just awesome to see him finally, all that hard work come to fruition for him to have that big play. As wide receivers, do you guys get excited when you see each other get a, a good block on a play? Absolutely, yeah. That's something we're expected to do. Um, so it's awesome, especially a big moment like that where Cyril helps spring a touchdown um, is awesome, and that's that's a big part of the receiver game. So it's awesome when we can uh, help the running backs out. They do so much for us in the passing game, you know, picking up a D end or a linebacker, uh, giving Tom that extra second to, to get the ball out to us. So we, we try to do our part as well. Yeah, that's cool to, to hear that you guys really do recognize and give credit to all the people that are involved in the plays that you're able to make. Is that something that you think of when you make a play that you kind of try to notice either in the moment or maybe in the film room later, all the people that were kind of involved in it? Absolutely. In the moment, you don't really know, you know, how the whole play came together. But when you go back and watch film, it's always it's always so close, whether you make a play or you don't. Um, it depends on a, on a couple different things. But it's awesome to see, you know, Donnie give that extra effort to make the block just so Tom doesn't get hit and he can get the ball off. Or running back picking up a blitz, all the communication that goes up up front. So it's just awesome to see all the pieces that go into a big play. I always feel so bad for, you know, the corners or safeties when guys like Donnie end up 
out front blocking yeah. and they're guys that are about your size maybe. Yeah. Do you ever think about that if you had to see Donnie coming at you? Yeah, no thank you. That's why I stopped playing defense like my <laughs> freshman year of high school because I don't want to see anybody like that coming at me, that's for sure. Yeah, you're like, no thank you, this is not fair. Um, and Rojo getting you know a lot more opportunities than he's had in about a year or so. Uh, tell us what makes him talented and, and what he can bring when he does get a chance to have those opportunities. Yeah, Rojo is an amazing athlete, one of the best athletes in the league, really. Um, and I think we all believe he's one of the best pure running backs in the league. Once he gets the ball in his hands, I mean, not many guys can do what he does. He's so fast, physical, uh, great vision on the run. Um, so he's just, again, so many guys on this team, so much talent. He doesn't get to show what he can do, but he has throughout the last couple of years. And now with a heavier workload, he's just going to go out there and, and do his thing every Sunday. And Fournette you know, before he got injured. I mean, this season he has just put up so many big numbers and um, going for his most amount of yards and yards from scrimmage and longest runs and everything since he's been with the Buccaneers. What seemed to have clicked for him or changed to, to bring about the kind of season that he's had? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, last year is, is kind of tough for everybody. Just his first year in the system, he showed up a little bit later than everyone else, if I believe, too. Um, so didn't get quite as much time with Tom and, and with the offense and with the coaches. So this year, I think he worked really hard in the offseason on running routes, catching the ball, all the different little parts of his game. And it's shown up, obviously, this season. He's done a great job as a receiver. He's been our primary two-minute back, and he's done a great job. He's really one of our best receivers as a whole on the whole team. So uh, he's been a great, he's done a great job for us. We can't wait to get him back. And wait for everybody listening, they get to hear all of our lawnmowers going out here. <laughs> on the practice field because COVID protocols keep changing around the league. And so we're having to do this outside now, which thankfully we live in the beautiful state of Florida. And in December, that is an option. But yes, in case everybody's wondering why it sounds like we're about to get landed on by a plane, <laughs> that would be the lawnmowers keeping our practice fields in pristine condition. <laughs> so, uh, and tell me, you know, AB comes back and he'd missed so much time, both from, from injury and having to be out. And I know that, you know, BA had originally kind of said, Maybe we'll try to limit him a little bit. We don't really know what kind of condition he's in. And then, you know, man, guy comes out and 10 catches, 100 yards. What do you feel like it is about AB that, A, I mean, you know that they knew he was going to get targeted a lot. It's not like this was going to be a secret that that yeah. was going to happen. So when they know and they put their top guy on him and he's been out for quite a while, he's still able to be such a high volume and effective, efficient guy out there explain what you think it is about him that lets him do that even in these kind of circumstances yeah I think AB is always going to be ready um, everyone always talks about how hard he works and it's true he you know he's working hard whether he's here whether he was hurt you know working out wherever he was um, we know he was going to stay ready and be ready when his numbers was called um, and AB I mean he's one of the best in the world he, he was in Pittsburgh and he still is today you know he's super talented um, and he just, he always makes the play when the ball's thrown to him. Um, he's got a, he does a great job of getting open. He always finds a way to get open. Um, so no matter who they got on him, we were going to try and get him the ball. We did that successfully, Tom. Gave him a lot of chances, and he made the play every single time. So it was awesome to see him back out there making plays. He adds an element to our offense that really helps us out a lot. So what do you think are the things you've learned about what A.B. can mean to this offense? I mean, now the team is 6-0 and with him out there and how he changes the dynamics even for how other people are able to contribute in the offense, how you see the defense have to play guys, just what kind of he means to this offense overall. Yeah, it means a lot. Um, I think first and foremost, I think Tom is very comfortable with him. I think Tom trusts him. 
Um, they have a great relationship, so um, obviously that helps. And then also they're gonna have the defenses have to respect him. You know, maybe either put one of their best guys on him or have a double team on him. So it just helps everybody else get opportunities to get one-on-one -on -one coverage um, against more favorable matchups, especially when we get Mike back and then. When we have Mike CG, it's an embarrassment of riches. Um, but still, when you have all the guys, even with CG out, we still have so many guys. So um, he, he means a lot to us. Um, like you said, we haven't lost a game all year with him. He's made plays every single game he's been in there. So um, he definitely makes it easier for us in an offense to, to, to roll. All right, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Uh, also, I know Cam, your guy, he got a touchdown in that game, and he is just someone who has a knack for the end zone. He has 29 receiving touchdowns since 2016, so he's tied for the fifth most in the NFL by a tight end during that span. Why do you think he is so effective, particularly in the red zone and finding that end zone? Yeah, Cam's definitely one of our best red zone threats. He's, for one, just physical-wise, he's big body, um, great hands, really smart, all the all the intangibles, you know, so um, we love we love drawing up plays for him down there, and, you know, he always takes advantage of matchups. It's, it's so tough because you put a linebacker on him, he'll make a miss, and he's too quick for him. You put a safety on him, he's too big for the safety, and he'll make the play over the top. You know, so um, so he's awesome. Me and Cam were actually talking a couple of days ago, watching. We were watching a game together, and someone came wide open on like a shallow, and just said, and he's like, "Man, why?" He's like, "Why can I? Like, why can we never get just a wide open touchdown?" And then yesterday, boom, it happens. Perfect, bust the coverage, and he comes wide open, and get, it gets an easy one. Uh, those are we never complain about those. Anytime you get an easy touchdown with no one on you, you know you can't complain. So yeah, is uh, that almost harder in some ways when you are that wide open? It, it starts to be where you think too much about it. A little bit, yeah. When you're covered and you're you know in the midst trying to make trying to make the guy miss, go make the play. You're not thinking at all about yeah. anything. Just make the play and it's natural. But when you're when you got no one around you and you you looking at the ball, sometimes it can get tricky and you're thinking too much and then you make the mistake and drop the ball. But uh, I think we all knew Cam was going to come down with that one. Yes, for sure. Um, and then I know Jordan Whitehead, what a freaking game for that guy. I mean, just a beast of a game. An interception, tackles, tipped passes, pressuring the quarterback. I mean, he just was filling that stat sheet everywhere, all, flying all over the field. It felt like there were eight Jordan Whiteheads <laughs> playing defense. Um, what did you see from him? And just in general, like I, why I know the team was just not surprised by a performance like that from him. Not at all. I think uh, I saw Sherman tweeted last night. He said, like, Jay White is one of the best safeties in the league. And I think that we all believe that. We all know that. For some reason, he doesn't get the recognition around the league that he should because he truly is one of the best one of the best uh, safeties in the league. He can do so much, as, as, we, as you just mentioned yesterday in the game. He put on a show, um, whether it be him down in the box, being physical in the run game, or blitzing off the edge and getting to the quarterback, or also he can cover and make plays on the back end as well. So he can do it all, um, and he should be recognized that way. We all have known that for the last couple of years, but no one has really talked about him too much. Um, but he's a he's a Pro Bowl, All Pro type player that hopefully will start getting the respect he deserves. And the defense overall, 
incredible game and now two games in a row of not allowing a touchdown. And then they have a season-high seven sacks in that game, which has it's been years since the team has gotten seven, and it's been since, I think, 1999 since a Buccaneers team has gotten more than seven. So an incredible performance by them. What do you feel like you've seen just from the defense overall and, and what it means to you guys as offensive players to know that the way that they're playing and the way that sets you guys up? Yeah, it helps so much. They've been rolling. I wish we would have had a better offensive performance last week against New Orleans because they were just giving us the ball back every time, and that's all you can ask for out of the defense. But, uh, but yesterday they were on fire. All the sacks. My guy Nelly got a sack. Will was all over the place. Uh, you know, Sue, every, I mean, everybody was just – was going crazy and it helps so much that you know you're going to get the ball back right away when the when the opposing offense gets the ball because our defense is going to make the stop um, and we're we usually win the field position as well because their offense can't get that many first downs so our defense is on fire at the right time just like they were last year they got hot at the end of the year and we're unbelievable in the playoffs so hopefully they can keep this up and uh, you know defense win championships a lot of people say so they're, uh, they're going to be key for us down the stretch. It's just rare to hear an offensive player say that. You know, you guys don't tend to be the ones that want to admit that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it is true. That, I mean, with a, with a good defense, you see it in college football, the, the, the best teams that win every year always have a great defense, you know, and it, it just helps so much. And then, obviously, when you have a great defense and a great offense, you, got, you put yourself in a great situation, which I think, I think we have, and I think that just gives us a chance every week. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller. Uh, I know Mike Evans missing the game with the injury, and uh, good news that they didn't put him on IR in hopes that it means he's coming back fairly soon. But when you saw that Mike went down with an injury, what did that mean to the team? What do you think everybody's reaction was seeing a guy like Mike have to go down at kind of a key point in the season? Yeah, terrible. I mean, we all love Mike. Mike's, Mike's a leader for us in every facet, on the field, off the field, everything. We all look up to Mike. Um, such a great guy. Um, and a great player so tough to see him go down good thing it wasn't anything serious uh, anything too serious he may be back this week next week we definitely have him back in the playoffs um, so it's it's tough playing out there without him just because he does so much for the team for the offense uh, demands so much extra extra coverage by the defense um, but it'll be great to have him back soon yeah he's a guy he kind of reminds me of the offensive version of Vita where you see Vita's always getting all these double teams and having to take on so much, and then it ends up being, you know, try on or somebody else gets yep. the sack. Mike's kind of the same way, where they're giving him so much attention mm -hmm. that then it sets up everybody else. So even when he doesn't get the stats, he's making such a big impact on the offense. Absolutely. Mike, very similar to Vita. You know, like you said, Vita, you don't see him all the time making all these plays because he's in the middle, you know, double team, triple teams, and then the linebackers are flowing, DN's flowing, making the play. Mike's very similar. Mike's our ex-receiver, so he's usually isolated on one side of the field, and he's almost always double-teamed. If he's not double-teamed, he's getting the ball. He's, he's scoring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's pick your poison. If you double-team him, it helps us in the run game. It helps all the other receivers, all the other tight ends, playmakers get going. So Mike is just in – he's a huge piece for us um, that is, you know, there's no one in the league like him. You know, he's just such a special talent. And he was nominated for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Um, I was just thinking about what it means to have a guy like that in your position room and for you coming in as a rookie, just what you remember about Mike being the guy that is the leader of that room and he is, like you said, such a talented person on and off the field. How do you think that affects the wide receiver room and then individually people like you when you come in and he's already here as the established guy? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I couldn't have been any 
more lucky to come into a room with Mike as the leader and CG is kind of the co-leader as well. Two great guys, but Mike in particular um, really just took me under his wing as he takes all young guys under his wing and just kind of shows you how to be a pro, how to, you know, take care of your body, how to practice hard every single day. A lot of people would think guys like Mike wouldn't practice very hard. You know, he's the star, he's established. What does he need to practice for, some would say. Um, but he comes out here every day and works just as hard, if not harder, as anybody. Um, so for a guy like me to see him working like that, who am I to not, you know, put my best foot forward and work hard as well. Um, and then off the field as well, just all the stuff he did for me, just helping me out um, in the community in Tampa, and then just seeing what he does for others in the community. And just um, I think we all inspired to be like him and just – be able to help others as much as he does. Yeah, that be like Mike uh, slogan from back in the 90s yeah, or whatever, it's, it applies here as well. 100%. <laughs> um, what do you think are the biggest things you have learned from him, maybe for the on the field stuff as a wide receiver? I know you guys could not be more different types of wide receivers, but what are the things that either you've learned about just being a pro or on the field, the little things that he has taught you or that you've watched from him? Yeah, I like to watch. Um, just the way he gets gets off the ball, his releases when he's pressed. Obviously, like you said, it's different. We're totally different body types, but we both play outside receiver for the most part. Um, so just to see his footwork, his technique, the way he uses his hands, and I can kind of apply that to some of my games in different ways that he does. Um, but he's just so talented, and he, he works so hard on those little details of his game that I try and pick up on any any little bit that I can, whether it be from him or, or Chris or Avier, guys that have been around for a while. Um, there was just so much to pick up on, and, and Mike's so good at the top of his routes as well with his with his footwork and with his hands, you know, getting guys off of him. So, so much to learn from him, and I continue to learn new stuff from him every every day. What would that stuff be from Chris Godwin? What are the things that you feel like you have seen from him, and even just watching him grow into who he is now, the kind of player he is over these three years you've been here? Yeah, I think Chris has improved so much since I've been here, not to say that he wasn't an amazing player back then, but just how tremendous he is now. Um, Chris is awesome because he plays the slot for the most part, but he can also go outside and win one-on-one -on -one matchups as well. So um, it's good to just see how he, his savviness of, of you know, how to sit, sit in specific zones and just, just get a, find a way to get open. That's what Chris does. Um, he'll have two guys on him, hanging on him, and he'll still somehow find a way to get open. Um, so that, that's kind of the, one of the biggest things I pick up from him. And then him in the, in the blocking game, he's one of the best blockers in the league that most people never notice, but he's always motioning down in the run game and taking care of a safety, linebacker, DN, whatever it is, he's getting the job done. So, so much to, to learn from, from Chris. And his blocking, I feel like we hear from coaches about that as much, if not more, than his receiving ability, which is saying something considering yeah. his receiving ability. Um, explain how incredible it is what he can do in the blocking game, you know, and, and why that is, the, the ways that that has been so important to this team. Yeah, it's massive. It's almost like having an extra tight end out there when you got Chris motioning down and blocking. I mean, he does such an amazing job. Like I said, he's, he's, a, he's smaller than these DNs, but he's, he fights so hard and, and gives it everything he's got to block anybody that he's asked to block. Um, and I know everyone appreciates it. Like you said, the coaches, the running backs, everyone, you know, realizes what he does. And he's just a huge piece for our offense because of all the different things that he does. And what was the reaction by both him and then the team to realizing he was going to be missing a lot of time? Yeah, it was it was all, it was an awful awful thing, you know, to hear he hear he tore his ACL. Um, we were hoping it wasn't going to be as serious, maybe back for the playoffs. But then when he got the MRI, we were all 
obviously extremely sad and disappointed for him. Um, couldn't have happened to a worse guy. I think the thing for him that can make it a little easier is just that he did everything he could to make sure that wouldn't happen the way he works on his body. Um, you know, he put, him, he put himself in a great situation and football just happened and there's nothing he can do. He can't control it. Um, but I will say no one's going to work harder than him to get back to where he was and even better. Um, so I can't wait to see his road to recovery and what he does next year um, because he's a workhorse and this isn't going to stop him. Absolutely. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller and uh, Tyler Johnson, a guy that um, had to come in in just the worst possible situations in terms of COVID and not getting an offseason or a training camp hardly in the same way that it normally would be. Um, and has came into a room that already was so stacked. But what are the things that you see about him that his potential, what he could be, and the type of wide receiver he could be for this team? Yeah, Tyler's a, a great player, a great talent. Like you said, um, unfortunate circumstances last year when he was drafted, um, but he's really made the most of it and, and worked really hard to get where he's at now. Um, I see a little bit of, of Chris in his game, um, just, just the type of receiver he is. I also tell him that I could see him as kind of like an Amari Cooper type of receiver just because I think he's really twitchy, really explosive off the line of scrimmage. Um, so he's, he's continued to work really hard um, and, and really make plays whenever given the opportunity. He had a big game against the Saints earlier in the year. Um, and whenever we throw the ball his way, he usually you know, makes the play. He also does a lot for us in the run game as well, like Chris. He plays Chris's type of position. Um, so he's, uh, he just does whatever he's asked to do, and he, he always does a good job. Have you thought about if that had been you coming in as a rookie, if that kind of a offseason and the way all the COVID stuff happened, about how challenging that would be? Yeah, it would have been super challenging. I remember just my, like coming in for rookie minicamp. I don't even think Tyler had a rookie minicamp. Um, and just like where I was then, I was so much – behind where I was when we went into the beginning of the year and the preseason and all that. So, like, I had got so much better. It just was so different for me going from college to the pros. As for everybody, especially as a receiver, we're not in these type of offenses in college, so we got to learn a whole new route tree and learn all these, you know, how we call play in a huddle. None of us are huddling in, in college, so um, would have been extremely tough. Um, that's why for Tyler to come as far as he as he did last year as a rookie what was impressive as well just because it's it was such a difficult time and then uh Jalen Darden coming in this year as a rookie and especially mainly as a return guy and I know you've done some return work as well um what does he bring in the return game that made them say yeah this is a guy that we potentially want to draft almost solely for this purpose yeah JD is one of the most explosive guys we got on the team as far as quickness, making a guy miss, I mean, no one's better than he is. Um, so he is, you know, he, he's a rookie and he, he's had to learn a lot this year and it's COVID-wise kind of been tough for him as well, you know, not getting the same opportunities you would on a normal year. Um, but Jalen is an awesome talent and he's going to be a great player in this league at some point. Again, we have, we have just so much talent around the room. So right now all he pretty much has to do is return. Um, but I think one of his first returns is like the longest one in the in the league. Um, so once he gets more comfortable back there, you'll see more of that almost every time, just because how much of a special athlete he is. I know that sometimes you guys have done um, the competitions of how many of the footballs can you catch off the punt jugs machine. What's your record of how many you've caught and held onto at once? Last year during camp, me and uh, Jadon Mickens, who's now in the Jaguars, did it, and he had got like six and a half 
before me, and I and thought a half. How do you, how do you, wait? Yeah. So he had caught, he had caught six, and then the seventh one came, and he kind of like caught it and was falling, and it came out. So oh, it, so you gave seven. him six and a half. That's generous. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, so I, I probably before that with my record was probably four, but then I was like, all right, I gotta top this. Um, so then I went after him, and I was able to have seven and go to the ground with it and hold on to him. I had like two in between my legs <laughs> and all my arm. Like I don't even. If I was a little bigger, I could have got a couple <laughs> you more. You didn't have as many spaces yeah, to hold a right. bubble. That's um, amazing. But it was it was fun. We always have a good time. We, we try and compete at whatever we do. Um, you know, we're professional athletes, so we love a little competition wherever we can get it. Yeah, everywhere you guys can find it. All right, we have more coming up on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Uh, Brashad Perriman was a guy who'd been here before and then came back for a, a second stint and then ended up getting thrown into a rather important situation there at the end of the Bills game. Um, how impressed were you by the fact that he could come in learn what he needed to, and then be someone that they trusted to make that kind of play at the end of a, such an important game. Yeah, really impressed. Um, it's not easy being thrown in there middle of the season. You hadn't been in this offense in two years, but that's the kind of guy BP is. He works really hard. He's really smart, really intelligent football player. Um, so, I mean, nothing new. We knew BP could make plays. Everybody knows that. So um, really just a matter of time with him, too. He didn't get opportunities in that game until I think that was his first catch of the game in overtime and it's a 60 yard catch for a touchdown. So um, just an awesome moment for him. I, the stadium was going crazy. It's an that's a moment you'll never forget, you know, so extremely happy for him. BP is one of my, one of my better friends. I was at his wedding this off season. Um, so just awesome to see him make that play. That's great. And you talk about the idea of trust some of, of Brady trusting his wide receivers and in those key moments who, he really believes he can get the ball to. What are the things that he wants out of a wide receiver? What are the things that makes Brady trust a guy, value a guy, want to use a guy? Yeah, I think just being being where you're supposed to be, really. Tom, very he, he doesn't want you running your own routes. He doesn't want you, you know, trying to get open on your own. He wants you doing what's what's scripted and what's called and, and very detail-oriented. Um, so, and he also wants you to run the routes the right way with good technique, you know, so DBs can't jump the balls and get interceptions and stuff like that. Um, so he's just very, he's honest about the little details, um, like just get pumping your arms when you're running down the field so the DB doesn't know you're going to shut down. Um, always selling everything vertically um, to make the DB respect you um, so they can't jump the ball and make a, make a play on it. Um, so all those type of things go into it. Um, and then just communicating with him is big too, just being on the same page with him so he, he, he ultimately knows where, where you're going to be. What do you think you've learned from Brady since being here with him? I've learned a ton from him. Um, it's been awesome to be around him for these last two years. Uh, just everything he brings on the field, um, just his ability to make every single throw, um, but also just what he brings to us off the field, still football-wise, but in the meeting rooms, just all the extra meetings, all that, all the the extra time we put in with him. Um, I mean, we're having like probably three to four extra meetings a week with him than we did uh, before he got here just just to make sure everyone's on the same page whether it be the run game two minute just the the passing game just making sure everything is where we want it to be and uh, that's just 
that's just like the ultimate like being a pro that's Tommy like doing everything he can to make sure we're going to be in the best situation as possible. I know he has definitely kind of preached a message about December football. What are some of the things that he has tried to emphasize to the team about that and, and as you get to a playoff run? Yeah, he always he always says no one's going to remember, you know, February when you're playing a team that's, you know, one and four or something. He's, you're going to remember the big games in December that, you know, make or break your season. You know, the games like yesterday where you, you hang a banner, you win a division title, um, and then you know, these, these big games that, that help us for playoff seating because we all want to be at home for the playoffs. It, it makes it so much easier. These are these are big games, and, and he just wants us to be focused, prepared, and ready to go and just give ourselves the best chance of winning the game. If we do that, you know, and we fall up short, we can live with it, but we just got to make sure we're doing everything to give, us, give ourselves the best chance. What do you think feels either similar or different about the team this point compared to last year as you guys are starting to try to make that playoff push? And having already gone through the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl last year, seeing what it takes, how does that seem, how does it feel similar or different now as compared to this time last year? Yeah, I think guys are a little more comfortable being in the situation we're in just because we, we know what it takes. Um, we, we've had that experience. Obviously, we've got t guys like Tom and Gronk that have had so much, but now <laughs> everybody else, we got pretty much the same team as last year. So we all know what it takes. But I will say it's just different because last year, like when we were winning all these games, we were so excited, like, like you know, but, but like we now we've been there, done that. So we just got to we got to keep that same excitement and that same energy going forward and every win is such a big win we got to treat it like that um and just it, it, it's got to mean so much to us um and i think we're i think we're in a good spot i think we're all hungry for another one you know we don't we don't care that we won last year we want to go win again this year and how did your season feel to you before your injury i know you ended up having to miss a lot of time with the toe injury but how did you feel you were playing looking at the course of your career before that injury the injury was tough it's kind of been a been an odd season for me because of that injury um but you know, I, I thought I was playing well, and then the injury. Now it's you know taking me a little bit to get back to where I was in the offense um, before that. But at the end of the day, um, I, I just continue to work on my game every single day, whether it was before the injury, through the injury, or now, and just keep trying to be the best player I can be and be ready for for any moment, any opportunity, um, because you just never know going into a game or even in that game just what your role is going to be everything changes unless you're a guy you know like Mike or Chris you kind of have a more of established role but all of us other guys we don't know exactly what that's going to look like on a week-to-week -week basis um, so I just try and you know try and be ready try and work on my game and be the best player I can be. Where are the areas you think you've grown the most since your rookie year on the field? I, I would say just just the little details of my routes releases like I like I said I've been watching Mike and AB and Chris and, and all the different things they do off the ball and off the line of scrimmage so I think I'm better when I got a guy in my face um, really trying to challenge me because I, I think when a guy's off I have a pretty good chance I can use my speed they're usually pretty scared of me going deep so I can cut it off if they're just sitting flat-footed I can take it over the top um, but something I really had to work on was these big physical corners that I didn't really have to go against in the Mac um, guys like Carlton Jamel you know did have to go against Sean in the back, but hmm. you don't really see that too often. So really had to work on my different quicknesses, different way, different releases, way to get off the ball, and that's something I work really hard in the offseason. I think I've, I think that's been one of the most improvements I've made. So then where are the things that you think that you want to improve the most in moving forward? 
I would say just just still in uh, in in the run in the blocking game is something I can always improve on being a smaller guy. Um, that's something just working hard every off season in the weight room, just trying to you know be effective in the run game, being as effective as I can. And then just at the top of my routes, I I, I always want to get better at sticking my foot in the ground and coming out um, with urgency and just just being effective and being explosive um, is something that I'm always trying to get better at. And I I think I remember you would put on some weight previously that you were drinking just like mad protein shakes at one point did you did you give up that effort at some point I still do that it's harder to do in the season you know drink a big protein shake every every night before bed I still I do I do try I probably do it three or four times a week still I'm naturally probably like probably weigh about 150 pounds and I'm like 175 right now so I gotta I always yeah you're having to work to to keep that 175 yeah I'd probably belong behind a desk or something but you know (laughs) I'm trying to make this career work as best I can so is that almost like someday when hopefully long from now your career is over, you're actually going to be like, oh, God, I don't have to pound all these things. Is it going to be oh, kind of nice to me, yeah. just when chill I'm at done, your 150? Yes. I, yeah, I can't wait to just not be trying to force myself to eat as much as I can and <laughs> drink all these protein shakes and do all that. But. Uh, that's amazing. What do you feel like you did during your time that you were out with the injury to try to stay engaged? Or how did you just try to use that time overall? The biggest thing I did was just try and watch a lot of film. I couldn't do too much on my feet, obviously, with the toe injury um but just watch you know our receivers and what we're doing and and try and pretend like i was playing when it was when we were going through the game plan pay attention to my position and try and you know stay stay engaged but also just watching film around the league on other guys other really good receivers um and just try and pick up on little nuances of their games that i can you know maybe bring into my game so do you now feel 100 percent back from the injury to and, and i always feel like there's the different aspects of that of the being healed and then feeling truly game ready back to how you felt before. Do you feel like you're at that point or if, in, and if so, when, when did you feel that way? Yeah, I feel great. I mean, really I'm, with this toe injury, it's never going to completely go away until the off season. So I still, you know, feel it, but it's just a, a little bit of pain that, you, that everyone has to get. Everyone's going through stuff at this, at this point in the season, but I feel hundred um, percent. I feel really, really good when I go out there every single day, um, really when they cleared me, I felt great. I felt 100%. I was ready to go. So that's that's not ailing me anymore. And hopefully this offseason goes away completely. But uh, it's something that I continue to rehab and, and, and keep doing everything I can to make sure it doesn't happen again. But uh, but I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm ready to go. That's great. And I know you guys uh, love to give props to your offensive line because if not for them, you definitely don't get to make any of the plays you guys love to make. Uh, so tell us what you've seen from them this year and I know the Saints game was was not the game that they were most proud of but outside of that one I mean they have just been keeping Tom so clean all year and helping Lenny get incredible yards up there so what is it like to watch them day in and day out in the work they put in? Oh it's awesome I mean those guys work so hard every single day Um, whether they want to practice or not they're (laughs) out there working harder than anybody. Super physical group it's awesome to see them get recognized I think three of them uh, made the Pro Bowl cap as an alternate and Donnie is one of the best in the league as well, whether he gets recognized or not. So all five of those guys are great players. They work really well together. Um, they've been together for a couple of years now. Um, I think communication and being on the same page is key for them. And um, it's awesome to see the holes they're creating for Lenny, for Roe, and giving Tom the time back there in the pocket. So we all appreciate them, and they don't get the glory they deserve, but 
that's what happens when you're offensive linemen, and uh, we all we all definitely tell them and, and show them our our uh, that we're appreciative of what they do. That's awesome, and yeah, and so was it exciting for you guys to see the different pro bowlers that made it, and then were there immediate discussions of snubs? I'm sure. I, Devin, I don't think made it, um, so that was one we weren't very happy about. CG didn't make it. You know, Mike's always a guy that can make it, so um, some disappointments there, but that's how it goes, you know. It is what it is, and it's just something that will put a chip on those guys' shoulders that didn't make it. Yeah, which is always, I mean, after you win a Super Bowl, you got to be able to find some ways to have chips on the shoulder, right? That's when right. All of a sudden, you're not the underdog anymore. Nice. And how about our, our tight ends? We talked a little bit about Cam earlier in terms of his ability to get in the end zone, but, I mean, just looking at Gronk and Cam and OJ as a, as a tight end room, um, what does that mean to an offense to have the kind of talent and depth at that position in particular. Yeah, it's, it's big. I think tight ends are finally starting to get the respect they deserve with, with Kittle coming out and starting tight end you and, <laughs> and all this type of stuff. And it, it's true, though, because most people don't don't really talk about tight ends that much or didn't before all this, but uh, they do so much. They, they, they're like an honorary tackle in the run game and, and do so much and, and the pass blocking as well. But then they got to go out and be a receiver on the outside, win one-on-one matchups, find open zones. So they have a big role, and I think it's just a testament to how much work they put in in the film room. I mean, Cam is like writing novels every time we're watching film because he's just got so much he has to worry about and so much he has to know what's going on within within the opposing defense. So um, those guys are awesome. Juice is Juice is uh, coming off his Achilles injury, so been a little tougher for them just because we've got Gronk and Cam and there's just so many guys we got um, receivers as well so it's not a ton of opportunity but he's really done great he had like a 15-yard catch yesterday that got called back um, but uh, but yeah so all, the, all those guys we we trust and they're all just phenomenal talents that we're, we're lucky to have. And now that you guys know officially got that playoff spot what do you think were the biggest things that you learned from the playoff run last year, having it be the first time you experienced it, things that either you personally learned or that other guys said, or you know, just kind of what it seemed like now for people who was their first time, what it takes to be able to do that? Yeah, I think it's just different. It's a different level of intensity, a different level, level of energy you got to bring if you want to go in. Um, everything just, just goes up a notch in the playoff games. Everyone, you're playing for everything, win or go home, you know. But that's what you want. That's what you, that's what you grow up, you know, working so hard for. That's that's what you play for. These, these big opportunities and these big games. Um, this year we'll be fortunate to get at least one home game, which will be nice. Last year we had to go on the road, which was really tough. But but we know now that anybody that's going to come in is going to, you know, they're not going to give us. They're not going to lay down and give us anything. They're going to expect to win as well. So we got to go out there. And we got to compete and uh, you know get the win. Yeah, that home game for playoffs is going to be incredible. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, so... I know that you now, technically, it's like your first married Christmas, but it's also sort of your second <laughs> married Christmas. Um, you were one of the people that the COVID caused a little bit of a shift in the, the wedding plans, per se. So uh, tell me how it has been now to be get a chance to have the, the official, official wedding this year. Yeah, yeah, slightly changed. The COVID slightly changed the plans. That was a good one. We were driving up to Jersey to have our wedding. That was like two weeks out, and then... Uh, 
got the call that the venue had closed closed it shut it down because of covid um it was two years ago i think now but uh but then we we were able to get do a little do a little wedding with with our close family down here in florida um with our immediate families and then we had a big wedding with everybody a big party up in up in new jersey where my wife's from this this off season in july and uh it was great to finally have that big party i got to have a lot of guys on the team up there um, which i'm grateful that they they flew out and supported us in that day and, and celebrated with us so it was awesome to be able to finally you know celebrate with everybody with all our family all our friends from from our from our entire lives um and, and have that big day for her i know that, that the girls always say it's like the girls super bowl the wedding and it, <laughs> that's it, true it's only fair you'd had your super bowl yeah you, know, you gotta give her one and, yep she had hers you know so um it was like mine as well i mean we had a, we had a great time it was an awesome awesome night that uh that we'll never forget and cherish forever so. that is amazing and did you get any uh, marriage advice from teammates um <laughs> i can only imagine a little bit yeah i mean i got a mike's married so he's he's always had some advice for me just you know stay in my lane and you know <laughs> not not piss her off so <laughs> that's, that's good advice <laughs> yeah um but yeah so it was uh it was great that's pretty funny um how about the christmas gift giving uh i know that position groups tend to do something like that did the wide receivers do that yeah we usually do a secret santa uh every single year so we did that we exchanged gifts uh just the other day um you don't know who you got and it's it's usually nice you know you get if you get mike or chris these guys with a little more money, a little more money than, yeah. than the others you're, you're saying that people aren't as excited when they find out you're the one getting their, their gift. Probably you know? not. Probably not. I try to be as nice as I can, but you know I don't have quite the same resources. Um, but I was sitting there, and we don't know who we got until Kev says, "All right, give gifts." And I see Mike get up, and I'm like, "Who's Mike going to?" I see him walking over to me, and I'm like, "Oh, yes. you know, get all excited." Um, and he had a little box. So I'm like, "Well, got to be something nice in there." And, and he got me a uh, a chain with a ten on it. Awesome gift. You know, was, didn't have to do that at all, but it, an, an awesome gift. So, uh, so that was sweet. Um, There's some great gifts. CG gave uh, Cyril a soundbar, these nice headphones, and CG also gave us all scooters. Um, Let's go. So that was pretty cool. Um, so t Christmas is a buck. Usually isn't too bad. Yeah. Usually it's uh, it's pretty awesome. That's amazing. All right, and then I know you guys haven't started your prep yet for this next week. That comes usually more on Wednesdays. But uh, do you happen to already know anything about the Jets defense or what you guys just think offensively? You guys are really going to be focusing on for this next week. Yeah, actually, like you said, I, I don't know too much. I don't think I've ever played the Jets if I, in my career yeah, I here. Yeah, think that's probably um, about right. Yeah, so I don't I don't know too much about their defense, honestly, but. Um, I know they have good. I know they have a couple of really good players on defense, like physical, physical defense. Um, so hopefully we're just going to be able to continue some of the stuff we did last week. Um, but like you said, we'll watch some stuff today, tomorrow, but really get after it Wednesday and, and learn more about those guys um, and just just get on the same page as far as what they got, what they're trying to do, and uh, try and exploit their weaknesses. What do you think in terms of what you guys are going to do separate from whoever you're playing? The biggest goals would be for the offense at large, and then maybe for the wide receiver room in particular. Yeah, I think just just do our job, whatever we're asked for. That can kind of change on a week to week basis, um, whether it be more in the run game, you know, helping out blocks or, or, or stuff like that, or just maybe having big games in the in the passing game. If if they're going to give us man to man coverage, we got to win outside. If they're going to stack the box, so whatever it is that we're asked for, um, we just got to get that done. And what do you tend to watch in film when you're preparing for a game? What are the things that you pay the most attention to? 
I pay attention. I try and find as many man-to-man clips I can from from the team that we're gonna play against, and just kind of see the DBs technique. I like I like to see when they're pressed, what they're gonna do. You know, what foot they have forward, what what hand they shoot with, whether they're whether they're a bail guy in press or whether they want to be really physical with their hands. And if I can know all that going into the game, it can give me a good idea of what release I want to use, um, and, and can really help me out, give me an advantage. And what do you think, the, the, what has been the message from B.A. after the game yesterday and then even looking back to the, after the Saints game, what have been some of the things that either he or some of the other coaches have really been communicating to you guys lately? Um, just to keep working, take it one day at a time. Uh, yesterday he said, you know, this, this is great. We put one banner up, but we got two to go, um, you know, with, with being NFC champions and then, and then winning the Super Bowl. So yesterday was, was a step in the process. It's always the first thing we talk about when we come in every year in training camp is we want to raise the, our, our number one goal is, is win the division, and we got that done. But um, we got much bigger goals ahead of us, um, and we can only achieve those goals by taking it one day at a time and just keep working and, and uh, putting our best foot forward. Well, Scotty, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. This has been awesome, and congrats on being an NFC South champ. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate you. All right, and thanks to all of you guys for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We will be back here next week after the Jets game with another player, so we'll see you then. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.